Hey guys, welcome to Rough Stuff Podcast number 20. I'm Garrett, Rough Stuff CEO. I've got Zach, the Rough Stuff President with us. Hey. And today our guests are Rough Stuff Head of R&D, Wyatt, and our shop foreman, Chris. What's up, guys? What's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. Um, so why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves and tell us a little, about, little bit about what you do here, how long you've been here. And maybe your background in uh, wheeling. Chris, go ahead. Um, just because the order you set it in, I think we'll maybe maybe we'll start the background in wheeling first. Um, I'd say I I just had a lot of a lot of different outside people locally kind of pushing the idea of wheeling onto me. I never really saw it as a younger person, uh, but as I grew up, you know, more and more people were. I mean, I knew I liked vehicles. I just didn't really know what. I knew big tires were cool. Um, For for sure, you know, I think as a kid, just with monster trucks, you you grow into that and you always want, ended up, you know, I kind of wanted something that I could just destroy and and have. And I think that's probably why even I went into the older vehicle, right? That's already kind of beat up a little bit. Um, You know, and and I think I really got into it by my buddy taking around his backyard and he just kind of showed me all the parts because, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, the people that really got me into it were uh, just some local people here in Loomis that actually, you know, were probably not very liked by the neighbors uh, because they're always just working on projects. So they had all these axles and engines in their backyard. And finally, my buddies, you know, we're in high school. I'm taking welding shops. And he finally just takes me around. He's like, dude, we could build one and we could go take it to the woods this summer. <laughs> you know, so that kind of got us started. And we just, he's like, there's a tub over there. We don't need a title for it. It's been out of registration for over 10 years. It's totally cool. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's from the 1940s. He's like, there's a set of axles. And he's just, he just goes into detail, you know. And then that's when he you know, first kind of sparks. And he really tells you, like, the cool details and why they've old, these old parts been kept and, like, the background behind, like, the Buick V6, all the cool add-ons that are with it, you know, and just... And it really kind of broke it down from like an assembled vehicle that's, you know, very overwhelming and you really can kind of break it down to what your essentials are and what it really takes to go have a good time. I think just from there on and then, you know, given the opportunity really, really got me interested. And then I'd say I've been hooked ever since. Um, and then, I mean, shortly after, you know, I, I found this company actually in the same town that I was going to high school in and having these projects I, you know, I didn't really know exactly what they were about, but I knew that they had an off-road, you know, kind of a presence and, you know, there's was, was a lot of what I was kind of going into. So I was like, this is going to be a great opportunity for me. You know, this is definitely going to be my foot in the door. And uh, from there on, I, you know, I applied and I, I didn't really hear anything good back. Uh, you know, was, I wasn't 18 yet. I didn't know, you know. Because I heard, you know, McDonald's kind of will start hiring you before you're 18. So I was like, maybe if I just keep pushing, you know, and then finally I actually turned 18 and I was, shoot, I was probably coming back weekly, just waiting to hear back. And I probably took five, six weeks. And I think by, shoot, the third week after me being 18, I, I think we finally were able to start paperwork and I was offered 10 bucks an hour and I was so stoked I remember how stoked I was. I, I actually, I was in the uh, Mallory's office, the HR, and they, they offered to me, they like, I was getting hired and they're doing, and I start choking on a cup of water I had because <laughs> how, how stoked I was. But I, I think ever since, and I just took every job that I, that I tried to do, I really just, you know, I, I really loved it and I enjoyed it. And, and I didn't think it was, you know, anything was really going to come of it or pay off, but, you know, 
that's kind of how this company is, is they, they really find and appreciate people that, that have the drive. Um, so with that being said, I've, I've been here seven years now. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your, and what's your job now? Like what's your day to day? Um, I'm, I'd say I became the shop foreman about two years ago and that's definitely evolved since then. And we're trying to get, you know, uh, my lead welder closer into that position. And now that we're starting to get into a more machining side and, you know, bringing everything in house, which, you know, is what we're totally proud of is what keeps us, you know, a lot of us here and a lot of us going on the day to day. Um, so I, I guess it's, you know, I'll probably be changing my business cards one of these next times it comes around. But, uh, I guess you'd be, I guess, machine shop lead or s- some extent to that. Oh, yeah. All right. Wyatt, sir. What's up? Uh, I've been here for six years. Um, I got into wheeling. Um, my first car was a Jeep Grand Cherokee, a ZJ. Um, yeah, I was uh, like working on stuff. Uh, my dad's shop, welding, building stuff. So just naturally started taking the shit apart uh and putting it back together um yeah i uh i worked at a uh fab shop before this and i know i liked it um just uh doing stuff for state of california chp um vehicle maintenance and welding and stuff on their vehicles but uh i wanted a little cooler job so <laughs> i uh i was into wheeling so i came to rough stuff um what was done at the chp place uh we just build stuff for um uh, like Caltrans and uh, stuff on their trucks, like uh, racks or like sign uh, sign boards for their trucks. Mm. Um, gotcha. Just little fab stuff that you know. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was fun, but uh, I wanted something a little cooler. Yeah, it's right out of high school. I wanted to do some cool stuff. So more excitement. More excitement. Yep. Um, definitely found it here. I started. Uh, I started by welding welding diff covers, differential covers. Uh, it's like every welder's first job. I know. Like, it seems right? like everyone started <laughs> welding well, production covers. covers. <laughs> yeah. And that was definitely cool for a year. And then you're definitely over it at that point. Uh, <laughs> there's only so many diff covers you can weld. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, let's see, I started getting into, I, I had a little background in machining um, just from high school shop class. Um, but uh, I think after... Uh, I was in the welding shop, I don't know, three years, four years, and then started getting the little R&D part-time, which is definitely fun. Definitely uh, something I like doing a lot more than production welding. Um, Hands on Jeeps. Yeah. And then eventually I just started uh, to be full-time R&D. It got to its own department. It started growing so much. Uh, we made it its own department. And uh, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at now. So I'm the head of R&D right now, but uh, with all the expansion we're doing, it's hard to get some time on R&D. So I think Chris and I are pretty much full time on uh, the manufacturing side, the machines, the... Uh, yeah, you guys wear m- multiple hats, right? It definitely seems saying. like it. Yeah. Our business card <laughs> says one thing, but uh, definitely feel like we do the multiple... The day-to-day. The day-to-day, different. yeah. Eventually, once the shop's running smooth, I think we'll, the dust will settle and we'll, we'll go back to what we are supposed to be doing. Weird, yeah. Yeah. Right on. We can just put a... Con- like put your t- job title, comma, another job title comma yeah yeah keep adding etc etc yeah so today's podcast we wanted to discuss things just jeep related and uh so let's just get into that um i know you guys you guys both have jeeps so what do you and you've had jeeps so what do you have now and 
and what's the what's the details on those? Um, right now, I have a 2006 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited. Um, that's kind of my my dream Jeep. I've always liked Wranglers, but they're a little too short. That's the one downside everyone has. So uh, I got the LJ, the long Jeep. I don't know if that's what it stands for, but that's what I <laughs> call it. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's uh, I think I'll have that one for a while for sure. I've had Cherokees in the past, Grand Cherokees, but they're almost a Wrangler, but uh, they don't have a frame, so they're not as cool. But uh, <laughs> that's my that's my opinion. I think you're at the very mature stage where you really got to see all the Jeeps in action and, and actually start to hand select which one was really for you. The pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I've really got kind of just thrown what was ever to the side <laughs> and try to make it as cool as I could for myself. Yeah, junkyard Jeeps. <laughs> yeah. Now you got uh, was it JK Dana forty fours in there? Uh, Nope, I have uh, I retubed a high pinion Ford uh, oh. Dana forty four, so it's it's kind of a hybrid. It's a, a Wagoneer width uh, high pinion forty four, um, sixty inch wheel mount, just a beefier front end, um, and the rear is just a factory Rubicon uh, TJ uh, rear forty four. Gotcha. So original width and everything. Yep, just sixty uh, sixty inch wheel mount. Um, gotcha. Kind of outgrown it though, so I want something bigger, but. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. So was that 44 the first one you ever retubed then? Um, one of the first, yeah. I just started doing some axle work on the side, just retubing axles. And uh, with all the equipment here, it makes it pretty easy, pretty quick. So the Dana 30 wasn't cutting anymore. So um, I had a, actually a low penny Wagoneer width, uh, which is what everyone puts in the front of their Jeeps because it's the perfect, it's perfect axle for that. But it's low pinion. I wanted something a little bit cooler, a little beefier. So I made a kind of a hybrid axle. Yeah. My, on my Toyota was a hybrid 44 too. I did a Chevy, Chevy full width and, and I cut down the long side to a waggy long. Yeah. That way the short tube was still a little bit longer and you can actually put links on it without the, without your tires hitting it. When yeah. You, yeah. When you turned. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I have a 92 Cherokee also, but it's just kind of sitting. It needs a good home. <laughs> it's for sale. It is for sale. I haven't done anything with it, but, uh, is that yeah. the one that has, Rubicon axles? That one has JK axles yeah. uh, front and rear. Yeah, that one's kind of a side project. Uh, we just had so many parts laying around, decided to throw them all in one Jeep. So that's what we did. It's cool, but it's not your first Cherokee, so they definitely had more quality work on it, though. Definitely, yeah. My Grand Cherokee I built when I was 15, 16, 17, so that kind of showed my fab work. But uh, <laughs> Character building. Yeah, definitely learned a lot. Uh, yeah. And Chris, where are you at? Uh, yeah, like kind of like I was saying, uh, just a lot of hand-me-downs that are from here and there. Uh, I'm on my second CJ, uh, the, you know, so they're just, one was a little further along. It was easy trade-in value. It was pretty much what it was. <laughs> uh, and that, I'd say the new CJ, uh, were, yeah, I, I guess, I guess it's, it's a little more sound. It's just been proven a little bit just from where it came from. It's, you know, it's, it's the neighborhood up in the Rubicon. It's in Georgetown. So it was just, it was just tried and true. The one I kind of had was just something that was beat up. We found up, up 80 somewhere that was given to us for free. We got running. But same same kind of principal idea, just random old axles um, with a Chevy 350 in it. Classic. Yeah. So and then, you know, unlimited problems of people just wearing on it year after year. So, yeah, I think... 
people just get tired of those things. They're embarrassed of the work they do, and then <laughs> it just kind of get passed to me. Yeah, so. that thing, man, that thing's a wheeler's wheeler. I mean, it is like simple, reliable, and not a lot of bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the big ideals when I was looking for the Jeeps. Is just there's, there's not much to them, and they're easily to keep going. Yeah. Um, but my first Jeep was uh, just a '91 Cherokee, and that's you know that that was always a favorite to me because uh, the guy who uh, he was actually roommating with my mother, he passed away and uh, told his sister to will it to me. So that was that was oh, always special, that. yeah. So I, cool. so I never really wanted to get rid of it, but you know, it's, it's definitely a point when you kind of out, outgrow some things, no, that's, especially when you can. You that's know. not the one your brother has now, right? That's not the chop top. That is not the chop top. No, <laughs> okay, <laughs> not the, that's the other one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I pretty much bought that. That's a '92. I, I bought that '92, just pretty much. I honestly, I bought it for 250 bucks. I was literally just going to practice on like making half doors for mine and just different stuff. But I got it running, and then I got it to pass <laughs> smog, and then I let people borrow it, and then it burned down. <laughs> But now it's on one tons. And yeah, but yeah, and now it's doing pretty good. Yeah, it's doing pretty good. I uh apparently it's still my name because taxes were asking about it this year. So <laughs> I can <I'll> figure it <laughs> out. So now, what's oh uh, go ahead. Now your uh the current CJ you got that's on eight lug forty four and a sixty out back or a seventy out back? Yeah, it's the it's the seventy U after oh, doing gotcha. a bunch of research. Um that I've blown up pretty pretty good by now. So that was that was my first feeling like a race car driver when you really just shred the crap out of a rear end. That, that felt pretty good. So I'm getting a lot of those mature character building steps under my belt for sure. Driving around in front wheel drive and like parking next to the cops got pulled somebody over because you don't want to drive past them because how bad it sounds. And then you just act like you're looking at it like you want to act like you just fixed it or something like that. And then you just drive past them after waiting 15 minutes. You're just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to give it a try. You know? Just leaking oil everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and they got this guy up against his car. <laughs> this is like six cop cars. You're like, ah, the back road wasn't the good choice right now. <laughs> so, what's your um, like Jeep? I know you said the LJ is like the one you've always wanted, but what's your uh, Jeep model of choice and why? Hmm, the model of choice. I don't know. I, I, I've always liked uh, Wranglers, a stretch Wrangler. Um, I think the LJ is a perfect platform for that. The only issue is there's only two doors. So, mm. I mean, a four-door JK is cool. Definitely uh, definitely a good platform to build off of. Um, you can do so many things with a four-door JK. They go everywhere. You can put them on some 40s really easy, some 110 axles. It's a pretty good platform. What about the motors? Do you think they're better than the straight six? No, it's, that's, the, that's the bad part. The, it's hard to beat a four-liter Jeep motor. Yeah. You can't kill pretty those. Pretty tried and true, man. Yep. What about you, Chris? Um, I think the older the better, really. Um, just the the new stuff just has stuff I'm I'm not that interested in or want to take something and you know just get too emotionally invested. I'd say after my Cherokee, just having all the emotional investment and taking it to the places where you that's just not necessary or shouldn't be. It just has no place in where I t- like I take a lot of these things. So I think you know the older the more character, but without having too much sentimental value is right where you want to live. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm really, I really have it to have a good time. That's, you know, pretty much the, what Jeep means to me really. <laughs> so, you know, having, party, party having time. a V8, yeah. Having a V8 is <laughs> a big character. Uh, you know, and I think I'm in denial just about everything else. I'm non-partial to leaf springs, links, 
You know, it's the one that I'm not having to work on currently is the one I'm stoked about. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and the yellow Jeep, the CJ's got links out back. It's four link, right? Uh, up front. Up front, that's right. Yes. Yeah, it's leaf sprung in the rear. It's pretty funny. So you just you just don't want to have to worry about like damaging it or, or like, uh, is that what you're saying? Like as far as like, you just want to go have a good time and not worry about getting the scratching your new brand new JK. Correct. Yeah. And at the same, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a lot of contradictions. I think having a Jeep is a lot of contradictions because you know, it, either you, you build it to where it has to get trailered or, you know, or you don't want, you know, you, it's so nice and new that you're making payments on it. You don't want to scratch it. There's just, there's just so many variations that I just feel like getting something old and you just keep adding things that you really enjoy, like, you know, the V8, the manual, you know, just everything that makes it fun. Uh, and I think they're just way more personable, in my opinion. So you guys are kind of like opposite spectrum then, huh? Yeah. But now <laughs> I'm thinking about it. A YJ might be a good choice, too. It's almost a TJ, <laughs> but no one really cares that much about a YJ. YJ. Yeah. And they're the crap out of and them. And they're yeah, cheap now, right? That's like, true. Is that 91 or something like that is the last year? Or is it? I uh, think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, fuel 97 was the first year of TJ. Oh. Somewhere okay. around there. Okay. But Maybe yeah. it's the first. That's it. Yeah, it was 95 because there was a gap year where there was no GP model. I think 96. I might be thinking fuel, fuel injection or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Fuel injection was like 92, 91 or 92 maybe, I think. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Well, what about you, Garrett? What's your dream Jeep model? <laughs> I actually kind of like the like the newer Jeeps, like yeah. the JKs. And, yeah. And uh, just because I... I mean, I agree with Chris. I like I like to have a good time, but I also like air conditioning. So, <laughs> you know, if you don't have the wheel with the freaking the top on, man, it's nice. We did that with our with our 2007 JK that we had at Rough Stuff. That thing was pretty luxury. Like the first, we took it to Jamboree the first year with the top on, just so we can crank the AC the whole time, and it was freaking, it was <laughs> nice. The only bad thing about it is we we're doing exactly what like Chris was worried about, which was like making sure we weren't going to hit hit stuff and we almost took the top out like multiple times because yeah. you don't think like how like how it becomes like an suv at that point and so the yeah. top starts getting really close to trees and even just throwing crap because you know everything that you're camping with is just you're just throwing crap around inside mm -hmm. of it yeah and you're leaning over the edge and scratching stuff with your knife or your belt buckle like so yeah for sure that's like always a concern but i think uh it is just nice to have like there it's a good platform like Wyatt was saying um, but I've become like less of like a, like in party mode and more just like just having a good time. And I'd prefer just to go kind of wheel and cruise and I like cruising, you know, I don't like to like, I guess smash. You've had the truggy. Yeah. I had, You've like, done my, the truggy. Yeah. Thing. I would, I still, I don't get me wrong. Like I would love to just go smashing, but also I don't like working on the rig every weekend. And so like that, when you go smashing, that requires maintenance, maintenance. And yeah, yeah I'd rather just. I like that's why when I built my Toyota, there's some stuff I probably should have I should have done you know on Dana sixty up front. But like when I built the forty four, I overbuilt it because I just didn't feel like working on it. You know, I just wanted to build it once and just do basic maintenance. I mean, well, you had no issues with that thing ever besides oddball motor stuff here and there or something, right? Yeah, I think the cap came off on like the uh, on the uh, U joint on the front of the forty four, and I think it was warrantied because it was one of the lifetime warranty ones oh. from Yukon. Oh yeah. So I just yeah swapped it out and good to go. I think it would. I don't know if it was like installation error that the cap came off or or if it actually came off, but yeah, it was really really basic. Pretty minor issues though. Yeah, like that ain't bad. Yeah. Zach, mm. 
I like the old American iron, huh? Yeah. I do like the old <laughs> iron. I'm a sucker for old iron. <laughs> I know. Uh, I like the FSJ. I like the full size Jeep trucks. Oh yeah, the old J trucks. Oh, oh, I love those things. <laughs> but they're just rare. You know, they're rare shit, and uh, not something you really want to beat up because there's not a lot of them rolling around. Yeah. I've come close to buying three different ones and never actually pulled the trigger. One of them over on Switzer across from the old shop, actually. Until I got there and uh, we couldn't get it really running, and then we finally did. Drove it around ran like shit and it was just puking out oil every which way the guy wanted five thousand dollars so i left <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool it was super cool um but yeah never uh never bought an old j truck but i'm trying to eventually so obviously you guys run rough stuff products on your jeeps what do you guys got um on my my uh lj i have uh our four link kit out back with a uh, combo four link bracket um, that works really well for those Jeep frames. It's so easy to slap on the side and then uh, square it up and burn it in. Uh, and then a, a three-link kit in the front, just our inside the frame uh, three-link bracket, three-legged link bracket, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, just some lower link mounts and uh, just a real easy three-link in the front, trilingated four-link in the rear, and uh, just a whole lot of DOM. For the roll cage and sliders and stuff like that. Is the yeah. is the which vehicle was that on? Uh, my 2006 Wrangler. So is that is the frame boxed in or no? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, two and a half by four box tube all the way down. Do you when you're mounting like those those links, uh, the brackets on there? Do you ever plate the frame or? No? Uh, you can, but not really. It's not really necessary on a TJ unless you're going like full on uh, ultra four. Yeah, it. yeah, and you will like you're. You're kind of like more of a mild wheeler in that, right? You're more cruising. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've seen Wyatt bouncing ass. it pretty hard really? a couple times. Yeah, Maybe yeah. it's just with me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to have a good time. Okay. Time trials to Buck Lake. But. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's the recovery rig for sure. All right. What, what else are you guys running on those things? Uh, I'm steering. Seven-eighths time steering all day long. Hard to go wrong. Yeah. That, yeah. That's yeah. the favorite stuff to do. That, that really gets, you know, even if it's the kits that we don't make for different axles, you know, I always feel like I can go over there and make some kind of Lego kit and make it work. Just I've, I've done it just about every old vehicle that's come through, old scouts and such. Yep. Yeah, just being able to, you know, find the right misalignments or spacers that, that go in there that, that space everything just right. It's always fun. Are you, so you're running Heim steering on the LJ? Yep. You are? So how, so you, you wheel that thing pretty often? Yep. Yeah. How long do those uh, rod ends last you? Um, uh, well, so you can, it depends on how squirrely you, you're good, fine with the steering. Uh, if you change them <laughs> once a year, it's fine. It's yeah. totally fine. You drive yeah. on the road quite a bit. Too. I drive I mean, it on the road, yeah. Alternate that every now and then. Yep, it'll still do uh, 70 miles an hour down the freeway as long as I don't have a bent tie rod after coming out of Tahoe, on the Tahoe side of okay. the Rubicon. But uh, yeah, I mean, they work fine. You just, just maintenance, like we were saying. Yeah. You no, just, just maintain your stuff. I was just curious because I know you're you probably out of anyone here, I feel like get the most trail time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do get quite a bit and you definitely gotta you notice when they get sloppy, but I'd say about a season and then they I don't know, change yeah. them out. Yeah, okay. I don't I don't know my tires balanced or anything and I don't get any death wobble or anything. I just finally put a stabilizer on there just because I've been running the same ball joints for three or four years. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, I wasn't running any stabilizer or anything. And as long as your geometry and your steering is good, it, it really solved a lot of issues. Did you mount that off the diff cover or where did you mount that off? Yeah, on a rough stuff diff cover. I just welded some tabs to it and one of our inch and a half tube clamps. Hmm. Super easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fun Lego stuff. Even even uh, 
I think another another really fun thing to do is is making like uh, we made the the Cherokee shackles. Oh yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's always fun. Yeah, just being able to take a DOM and throw it in the pocket, and then taking some of our offset shackles to yeah, yeah Flip, flipping to, them inside out and then yeah, yeah, because the Cherokees have the weird bushing shackle deal. It's like a bushing on one end, but then a shackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah definitely something you could do do at your house. Even just t- trace like the outside of the DOM and then just do do a little bit of cutting. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? What do you what do you got on the CJ? I'd say the favorite. Probably the coolest thing that we've done pretty recently was probably the disc brake conversion on the rear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that that's been working. Yeah, flawless. Did you put a proportioning valve on there, or were you not? No, no big deal. No, it's yeah. uh, I forget what kind of brake booster is on it, but it, it had a pretty pretty decent brake booster to back it. I was curious. I, yeah. I think that yeah, that was, I, I guess going from the, the first CJ to having a brake booster it, it, between the two. Have you done any stoked. snow wheeling with it yet, or anything? Nope. No. Nope. Been having, yeah, pretty much blew up the rear end over the winter. So that was kind of my thing. I think we, was there any snow up there when you guys went up last? Uh, last time I went out was uh, me and Lewis, uh, uh, one of our other employees here. He, uh, we went up to Fordyce and did some snow. Mm. There's some really good snow. Is that when I blew my rear end on the freeway? Mm, no. Dude, that, that was, was a few trips before. That was ridiculous. That's right. You were on your way up to Fordyce, right? Yeah, we were going like through Auburn oh, yeah. on the freeway. I haven't really had done the freeway with that vehicle that that much before. And Wyatt says I was going about seventy, and he was like directly behind me. Yep, that thing goes seventy. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it does what? pissed off in fourth gear as well as it does. <laughs> what size tires are forties? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, yeah, why it was directly behind me, and I was getting some good vibration in the rear end. But w- after driving around for a while, we couldn't really pinpoint what it was. Um, Drive line vibration or something. Yeah, we're gonna go with s- sloppy bearings. But I mean, we had the drive line out, and we were we were pu- pulling the yoke around, and we couldn't really, you know, our, our easy indicators wasn't really going off. Nothing obvious. Yeah, so we just go, went. We kind of went with the it's a noisy old jeep kind of routine. <laughs> We're going to Fort Ass. It's probably nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, and it kind of turned into an oil bomb. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it definitely went over all over Wyatt's Jeep right behind me. And there was like two <laughs> CHP in the fast lane, like passing me right when that happened. Mm. Yeah. But but I made the exit pretty quick. It was, it was great. Coasted through the through the off ramp. Yep. Yeah. For non-Californians, it's uh, California Highway Patrol and they will get you. Yeah. 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 You might check that thing on the, like if you, like next time you're on a dirt road or snow wheeling slam on the brakes and see if that the back end whips around on you and oh, yeah. that 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 will tell you if you need a proportion of valve or not yeah yeah that's how i used to like well when i didn't my and, and it changes for for the train too because like i i dialed mine in on dirt and then we went snow wheeling and it just it would still come around on me hmm yeah just because they're not locking up as much it's because you're you're switching the disc brakes in the rear that are actually for their front end calipers too so they're they're like like stout strong calipers and now your rear end is braking so good it it when it'll start to skid and you, you know you fish tail essentially just locks the rear before the front yeah exactly well it's disc up front too I'm, it, it feels really good I mean I get the old the old kind of pull while you hit a hard break 
kind of routine, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's that's just daily driving it. Doing it on dirt or like snow will just amplify like the reaction. So like if you're on on pavement, it's probably not gonna do it as much unless like you're in like a wet gnarly yeah wet pavement or like a gnarly scenario or like you know someone pulls out in front of you and you actually slam on the brakes like as hard as you can. But definitely something that's why I always have told people like on the phone as far as like purchasing our disc brake kits and stuff is like definitely proportioning valves so you can dial in that <clears throat> that skidding you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think once that becomes one of my main points of concern, uh, I'm definitely more likely to die on a, lot, on a few other scenarios. <laughs> a few other the issues it's got going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I try to limit it on how speed for sure, unless yeah. you know it, it feels pretty clear and I'm cruising. Yeah, that thing wasn't really built built to go fast. I'm like surprised it can. <laughs> uh, what what gears did we need to put in that white? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. It was the high fives, right? Five thirty eights or something, probably like that. At least, yeah, yeah, and it and it still boogies pretty good on an SM four sixty five. That thing's screaming at mm-hmm. eighty miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> pissed. Damn. What else? Uh, so, what else do you have on there that's rough stuff related? You got the disc brakes. Yeah, a, a lot of it was. I mean, yeah, this is a common thing you see with any of the builds that that are really for sale in the area. They always have, you know. If, if they got links, they always have our brackets, anything going on like that. Um, shoot, I think there's even leaf spring mounts, I think. I I put new coil coil bucket uh, mounts in the rear mm. uh, and just, you know, tons of little zip tie add-ons pretty much is every, everywhere had to, after doing... Uh, All the brakes. Yeah, the yeah. I think we, we bent a bunch of brake lines and everything when we were in there last... So if someone here at the uh, company or just someone in general were to ask you guys, you know, I'm looking at getting a Jeep and, and I guess you obviously you guys have your recommendations, but those are for you. How would you recommend one of those to someone else? And like, what, like what model would you pick for them and why? Like what kind of questions would you ask them? Um, I think it's hard to get away from a Cherokee for a starter yep. rig. Yep. Yep, something better. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend anyone go down yeah. the path I went down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, Cherokee is like a good budget rig too, because I mean, yeah, guy, you get them cheap as shit these days. Five hundred bucks. Yeah, five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. I get you one. Needs a little TLC, mm-hmm. little weekend elbow grease, and she's running and driving. I need to get running on the spot. Something with yeah. a four O for sure. Yeah, yeah. four liter for sure. Yeah. So that's someone with like, that's like maybe more budget friendly than. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a solid. That's usually the question. What. It's yeah. it's yeah, yeah. If you're How getting into you it, you want to get into it cheap. Yeah. And then if you're getting into it cheap, you have a Cherokee, and you have a Cherokee, you're just going to stay with cheep. That's that's mostly how it goes. And have more be, money for fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And idea. what not? You'd probably recommend not doing use that as your daily driver. Uh, it depends on how far you live okay. from work, how far and how far and how far you want to build it to. I guess, right? Yeah. A how chair? much you can ask from your friends? How talented you are? <laughs> yeah. How many? What your relationships in the area look like? Yeah. Your, many, your, how many friends with trailers? How much you paying for AAA? So, what's your number two pick besides the XJ then? Mm. For a, a first Jeep, yeah, it can't be a Cherokee. That's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> If you're still going cheap, you're probably at the two. Yeah, you're probably at the four cylinder now. A four cylinder TJ. You're in the nineties. You probably YJ. have a four cylinder. Yeah, four cylinder YJ, man. Yeah, yeah. Not for like two to three. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Why the four cylinder? Why not the six? Because they're usually going cheap. Yeah, four cylinder TJ is super cheap. Shave Coil four, five sprung. grand right off of that. Yeah, instantly. Yeah, you can probably get four cylinder TJ for 
four thousand, five thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. They're they still do. that expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, they come up in price, man. Back in the day, like you used to, be able to get one for like two to three, but now everything's crazy expensive. Mm. Yeah, if you're looking for a, a a six liter or a six cylinder uh, TJ, you're probably eight ten grand easy for a decent TJ. Jeez. Although I know you got a YJ, a four liter YJ fuel injected too. Sahara. Sahara. It was like the luxury oh, one with the air, the air conditioning, green and tan. Mm. Yeah. Them tan seats. How much chiller. was that? Um, it was like five grand, I think. That's a good deal. That I think I sold deal. it for. I had it for like a summer and sold it for six or something. I believe. Yeah. And I think I. I don't even know if I changed the oil on it. <laughs> it was just like got it, drove it, you know, took took the top off, has fun, yeah. summer driver. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you guys didn't have a budget, what are you looking at? What's your like go to? Don't care about maintenance costs. Don't care about money thrown at it. Just gonna go have a good time. Try like a U four car or something real crazy buggy wise. But what, if you're gonna stick with the Jeep platform, what are you gonna go with? Uh, I'm gonna get a pre smog CJ and cut everything but the middle of the frame out and tube it pretty much. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Um, I get. I guess the Gladiators are pretty cool. The new gladiators? Yeah, the- I, because I guess smog's not an issue. I'm putting some kind of V8 or a, a 6.0 Chevy in it, and it's probably going to have AC still. I'm, I'm probably going to be, yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably going to, yeah. I like how you guys are still like the opposite spectrum on that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? Like, just why? flip-flop it right back <laughs> yeah. and forth. So you're no budget. You go like old school. Yeah. You know, no smog. And you're, you know, you're already at that realm. And you're going the other way. So what's the... What's your thoughts on that, Wyatt? Like, why? Um, I think if I was to start with no budget from the ground up, I want something cool, and it's going to be a uh, go fast party rig with a big LS motor and yeah. uh, some rough stuff axles. Something like more unique versus like something off the lot. Yeah, that something like? that's kind of universal. Something that with the motor that you can take to King of the Hammered or something, but it'll still crawl real well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And some- I guess- Something that you could take to the desert even too. You can do some real fast stuff, but you still crawl really well. Yeah. You go to a little sluice and all that. And your and your spectrum was. Well, the would opposite. you have air conditioning? If I had no budget, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> right. yeah. it'd be low no, on the top. Low yeah, on gonna, yeah, it's a rental. Yeah. yeah, it'd be low on the priority list, but yeah. <laughs> I think a heater is the main thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, heater for sure. But those are pretty. Straightforward to install too. That's true. Yeah, you can get a summit racing one. That's what. Yeah, I had to. Throw holes in the firewall. Call it good. That's true. Some ducting, some uh, HVAC <laughs> ducting inside. And you were you were leaning the opposite way. I mean, I guess based on your pre- what you were saying previously about just not wanting to scratch stuff and worry about it. And now you're with money. You're like whatever. Yeah, get, yeah, get, we're, get, yeah. Get, we're just gonna go full for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Someone else is gonna build it. Even it's it's cool. Yeah. He, he even like brought himself into building it. Was the funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God, that sounds like work. I thought we had money at this month. That's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Jeez, you don't even know a guy you trust. Let's take it to a shop and drop it off with a blank check. So as far as our rough stuff products, what's uh, what's something you, I guess, is our is your something you'd recommend to like uh, for everyone to get? Like, what what's the um, trying to word that properly? What's the recommended product? What's rough the, stuff. Yeah, for a diff, into Jeeps. A diff cover. It's the first thing you throw on a Jeep. Yeah, a diff cover. That's a good good one. Something I don't even think about. <laughs> Just slap it on. Why not? XJ diff cover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a big problem. I, yeah, I think. I think that's a big gateway drug for it, for sure. 
because you, you you feel it so stoked on it, you know, then you can see the little add-ons and you see what goes right in front of it. And just kind of, yeah, it does kind of go from there. Maybe the only install that goes 100% according to plan. Yep. And then, yeah. And then you take it so far after steering and then you get a different axle and then you sell your old Dana 30 with a rough stuff diff cover. And that's like all you get out of that axle. <laughs> just added a smooth yeah. value to that Dana 30. Yeah, yeah. So what's the priority list then? If it was like three, three things, diff cover, what? Uh, on a Jeep, like a Cherokee, it'd be uh, diff covers, steering, and then I'd say chop the fenders and put some big tires on it. Yeah. yeah. Some blocks in the rear. That's exactly what you have. Yeah. That's pretty much what I got. Yeah. It doesn't take much. Yeah. Can we support Cherokee people putting cages and stuff? I'm, I'm tired of oh, my boys yeah. just yeah. not having the cages and stuff. It's freaking me out. Folding their cabs in. Yeah. yeah. It's freaking me yeah. out, man. The flop top. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah that I, just people don't, they, they don't explain to people how, how scary you're going to get. And if that, and if you putting a cage in that goes into any consideration of you buying a Cherokee, you know, I mean, and you, and you don't feel comfortable putting one in or the interior you're looking at in the Cherokee is too nice. You need to move on and you need to, you know, put that focus into, you know, like, like we said, a, a four cylinder YJ or something else, because I'm, I'm, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer getting so invested in something, you know, and you just keep putting it off because there's a hundred reasons why not to do an interior cage. And there's, you know, or if you don't like an exo cage or anything, you know, yeah. you're, you're waiting to get a good platform. You're waiting to put some sliders on here and just, dude, you're, but you're going to go out every season, whether it's, you know, <laughs> whatever you're doing yeah. and you're just going to get closer and closer, especially if you want to show off, you know, everyone likes, you know, the, the chop fender Cherokees and they, you know, always want to go out in the woods and they're always trying to haul ass up stuff. And then, you know, you smack a tree, you back into something. It's, you know, it's inevitable really. Yeah. That's a good point. Even if it's something simple, right? Like if it's because you're just talking about like most rolls are slow rolls. I mean, there's obviously some, some higher end ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But bare minimum, I mean, just even a couple bars in there would keep that cap from crushing on you, right? Yep. Even if you lay it on its side just yeah. a little bit, your doors might not close right ever again. <laughs> you're protecting your investment. Yeah. The thing that really sealed the deal for me, man, is when you cut the top off of that Cherokee. Oh, yeah. And that thing was just like a taco shell. Like it was barely holding together. <laughs> like, sheet metal. Yeah. That roof is the structural integrity <laughs> yeah. of that entire vehicle. It does. Yeah. I had to weld the doors in and the rear doors in to keep the thing from just yep. splitting open. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll fold right. Yeah. Right at the floorboard. <laughs> Especially if you, you know, because you always, you always have the doors off and something that you don't even care to have a roof on. Yeah. Well, speaking of gladiators, should we get a gladiator rust off? A new, a new gladiator. Get I keep really looking at that them. kind of stuff. I keep seeing them driving around. I'm like, that's that's pretty sweet. They're cool when you get into like the 37 inch tire yeah. Yeah. range. But they're a little, that, a little dorky. It's like, yeah. yeah, super dorky, dude. Like those. It looks like a G wagon with a bed on the back. <laughs> a G wagon. Those things. <laughs> I hate those things. Yeah, I like a dark, uh, a dark gray gladiator on like oh, 35s, yeah. 37s. It's sweet. There's one in Auburn I see all the time. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, if I had more time to work on it, I'd do it. But until I, <laughs> until we get further along with a couple of these, what's well, like? Because I want to touch it, you know. Yeah. And if I can't, if I can't be in there doing it, it's just yeah. Why I got to pick it? You know, he's gonna <laughs> touch it. It's gonna bum me out. Out of all the new Jeep models out there, the JL, JLU, Gladiator, the JT, what do you guys think we should do if we were to pick one to start with? Let's say Gladiator. Gladiator. Gladiator yeah, I think that sweet. does make up for having the three six motor for sure. Yeah. Well, now you get the diesel. That's later. true. Yeah, I saw that. It's supposed it, to be cool. It, and that would be the main thing that would open up the other ones for me is, yeah. is those options. But if I had to pick a Jeep with a motor that I'm not used to and I don't trust, 
it'd have to have something different, weird, unique, cool about it. Like a factory warranty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so unique. 60,000, you don't have to think about it. Yeah, get the extended. Sell it at 58 flat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you guys both get around. Why wow, you seem to really get around. Where's your favorite place to wheel in our local California wheel in paradise? Mm, Fordyce for sure. Fordyce, yeah. Yeah. Hard Rubic- to beat, man. Rubicon's fun, but it's getting crowded. It's getting more uh, controlling. Fordyce yeah. is still kind of not quite a free for all, but you can still have a really good time out there. A little more cowboy out there. A little more cowboy. Yeah, it gets a little wild sometimes, but it's uh, as long as you keep it safe. It's well, a yeah, good time. I mean, when you got to cross the big water sometimes, it definitely keeps the riffraff out. That's true. Yeah. The river definitely scares away a lot of the. Uh, less dedicated wheelers, if I put it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it gets gnarly, man. It, it does crazy. get gnarly. They open that sucker up, and it's crazy. Yeah, it gets a little scary sometimes. Uh, yeah, wind chills are fun, too. Yeah. Yeah, when we were out at, uh, what was that, Eagle Lakes area, Pierce OHV. Yeah. It's a nice little way to get back in uh, driveline hill and stuff. Yeah, that's a good little cruise. Even just a day trip out there, you can jam up 80 in no time at all. Yeah, hanging out on the Yuba, super chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Chris? Well, I was going to touch on is why it got this cool book of the of the state. I mean, I think there's some in Nevada too, right? Oh, that, yeah. that show a lot of the trails, and it even shows you uh, kind of what's necessary for a Jeep to get through a lot of those. Yeah, really? I, I can't and, remember the name of the book, but it lists a lot of uh, trails on the West Coast, and there's yeah, there's so many out there. It's we. I mean, I feel like I've been wheeling a lot, and there's so many trails I haven't even heard of. Well, it really puts perspective on the builds that we're doing and how far we get along them without getting to a lot of these trails that you don't need a lot of this equipment for. Yeah. So now you're you're limit you're starting to limit yourself on just these hardcore places that there's way yeah, fewer of. That's true. So mm-hmm. that's you know that's a, that's another conversation that is always cool to tell someone in buying a new vehicle for sure. Sometimes you don't need 40s and 110s to go have a good <laughs> no, time. No, yeah. you just limit yourself on seeing so much, really. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big value why you purchased the vehicle in the first place. Yeah. Just to experience the land and just go out, get out, get outside and have a good time. And yeah. Get some fresh air and have some fun for a little bit. Yep. Totally. Um, Actually, real quick, I got a question for both you guys. It's going to be one of those this, this, that, or this, whatever kind of questions. Uh, would you rather have, you know, say you got a competent vehicle with a good rear end, rear ARB locker with a Coleman cooler or a welded rear end Oof. with an ARB fridge? Oh, man. <laughs> well, I got the welded rear end. It's really, I'm, I'm over it. I got the, yeah, I'm down. But you got a fridge that can keep everything icy cold versus being able to actually unhook that and not kill your tires on the pavement. That's a tough question, man. Kill the tires. Smoke those tires. That's true. Kill all tires. Yeah, kill the tires. Kill all, kill all tires. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm at the point where a selectable locker is uh, almost a necessity. I'm tired of the welded diffs and the the uh, Lockright lockers and all that. Letting everybody you're, yeah. you're there every time you get to any place Looking on pavement. Chirp, 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 chirp every time you turn into... I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. Chris is here. The, oh, man. Being able to take that thing like Sacramento <laughs> is just awesome. <laughs> Going through the drive-through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your, uh, what about places you'd like to wheel at, Chris? Um, I'd say, well, the Rubicon, really, I had the best moment of finally when, you know, I've, I went there a bunch when I was younger, and, you know, I, I did passenger a lot. But finally, when you take your own rig in there for the first time and you get to go see all your friends that have always been taking you or you've been riding with, that feeling was was pretty unmatched. 
Um, so I'd, I'd say personally, that's, that's the highest held in my regard at the moment. But like Wyatt said, there's, you know, a lot of complications. Um, and I gotta say when, you know, when I first went through Rubicon when I was younger, uh, I did not think there was going to be police out there. (laughs) (laughs) There is, man. I just, you know, I, that's like my favorite part of going to the woods. I just, you know, less people and just less consequences, less, you know, a lot of the things. And then you go to these events and, and you realize there's a lot of things you don't want to be there. Honestly, I'm kind of glad there is some law enforcement out there because there could be some bad deeds out there. It keeps, it keeps, what's that, what's that phrase? It keeps people like honest, I guess. Right. Yeah. Or like keeps, yeah. If it was, if it, once you get like a place that's like fully populated, even like King of the Hammers, like in the early days, like there was nothing. It was wild. And it was like the wild west. Like you, it's like. You do anything you want. You could just get freaking, you know, get drunk and drive all day, all night long, no consequences at all. But then that puts everyone else at, at danger that's trying to just have a good time with their family or by themselves, whatever, you know? Well, I wasn't yeah. trying to say anything about law yeah. enforcement, but it was, it was more it was more along the lines of yeah. there's got to be so many people and so much going on for that to finally be the result. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's when it kind of sunk into me. Yeah. Because, you know, the first time going through, I didn't see anybody. There was nothing going on. It was just a great place to be. And then, you know, and then I think it was it was the second time I went there and I was like, oh, that's that's how this goes here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was, yeah, was, I guess, yeah. And then you just start hearing about stuff like that. And, and even that that evening when I finally see them, you know, then you finally get to the yeah, a lot of the big party spots during those weekends. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, even five, mm-hmm. six years ago, man, it wasn't as crazy as now. I mean, in the last like five years, it's gotten, it's it's a tourist destination, you know? Yeah. It's a hard one to get into, but it's a tourist destination, that's for sure. What about um, any kind of like good crazy wheeling stories you guys got at those at any places actually in general uh one of my favorite moments wasn't even really a, a wheeling story chris and i after work one day decided we we're gonna jam up to the rubicon just like i don't know we got off work at like four and we're like well, let's go to the rubicon <laughs> i don't even know it was like dude it was probably like november december maybe yeah it was, it was awesome. snowing like we're just gonna go up there for a little bit we got to loon lake the first dam at loon lake and they had just stopped plowing right there. And we got uh, 10 feet in, and my Jeep just sunk. We're just out there in the middle of the night. We got up there, it was probably like 9, 10, so it's dark. Yeah, and, nobody else, no other rigs. Yeah, and we're in the middle of this, the on the dam. It's windy during the day, but in a snowstorm, it was just howling. It's, my Jeep just sunk, and we both just looked at each other like, oh, man. Yeah, the wind is whipping off of the lake, going over into the huge valley below us. Yeah. And we're on this thin little road where there's no other tracks. Yeah. There's nowhere else. There's really, there was, no like, no winch points because yeah. you're on no, the dam. Just on a dam. Yeah, you have. There's nothing. Yeah, you, we're, I don't even think we're, we're, we're pretty close to the middle, if anything. Yeah, yeah. they just stopped plowing right in the middle of the dam. So yeah. like, oh, we can make it a little ways, but nope. Yeah, we knew we had to, you know, had to dig it out. Yeah, we bailed out. We had uh, a couple small shovels, and it was so windy, it was hard to stand up. And you were just, we were just laughing the whole <laughs> you time, lay digging the, the jeep you out. You lay underneath <laughs> it because that's yeah. Yeah, you hear it, you're on the other side of the tire. You're on yeah, so you're not getting hit with yeah. it, scooping it outwards. Yeah, we let as much air out of the tires as we could. And I, it was probably down to I don't know, fucking eight pounds, <laughs> eight psi, because we just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, let all the air out, dug it out. Uh, threw in reverse and just started rocking the Jeep back and forth, you know, reverse drive, reverse drive, just to get some momentum. And as soon as we got out of there, just stood on the gas, backed out, and we just turned around and left. <laughs> like we didn't do any wheeling. We just yeah, we were yeah, we were taking inventory of what we had inside yeah. the cab. We're just like, <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> that got serious yeah. quick. 
Yeah, we were <laughs> not prepared for that. Was spiraled it, out of control. Yeah. Wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we just got a wild hair. Let's go up to the Rubicon. It's going to be so much fun. What about yeah. you, you, Chris? Um, I think... I don't know. It was it was pretty fun changing the leaf spring last time I was out there. That was that was a fun trip. I, I guess I just I always remember just like the weird things that have to happen. Yeah. And what you're just not ready for, even though you get really ready for stuff. Yeah. Time. So I guess you know there's yeah I don't know. It, I guess I'd have to rate it by what I had to fix or who I helped or what. So I guess I'd rate it on me helping somebody else. I guess. <laughs> Getting your buddy out of a pinch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, or the one time uh, when someone made a flabongo and someone made a beer bong at Buck, Buck Island. What's with, a flabongo? Uh, I got the, a feeling. Those lawn ornaments that are, yeah. that are flamingos, if you cut where their feet are that stick into the yard, you cut that out and it makes like a bowl and you and you snip the nose off from the... Because it's a hollow, it's a hollow plastic little plant or animal. Sorry. <laughs> and... Uh, and yeah, you can tilt this thing upside down and fill it just like a beer bong with you know full of beer i mean it probably holds a couple of them and and it'll go down the neck of it and you <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny i remember i remember looking for wyatt after i found this great invention <laughs> and Wyatt was nowhere to be found i'm sure he heard me yelling wyatt flabongo oh, <laughs> you know who's got some crazy stories is uh greg at rock and roll oh, like yeah he's, oh, like gosh. he's like had some like serious things happen to him and he's like the nicest guy like people yeah. are, like trying to like fight him and like yeah just be like crazy and he's like seriously the nicest calmest guy i've met you know we're like nearly rips transfer case out i remember telling me that story with uh when he was with uh ryan ron transfer case came out like all the mounts came off or something i don't remember that one yeah it sounded yeah. like a horrible time yeah in your humble opinions uh what is better a stock 2021 Wrangler. Let's, let's call it a Rubicon, you know, give it something to it. Or a 20 year old shitbox beefed out with rough stuff parts. Uh, it's got to be the shitbox. The shitbox am I choosing? Of your choosing. <laughs> you Ooh. pick the shitbox, you pick the parts. 20 years old, so that would just put it as a 90, right? Dang, that's actually kind of sad. Oh my 91. God. We're like talking about the 1970s, like right. and stuff. Let's push that back to like 20 <laughs> to 40 years. 20 to 40 years. So we're getting into prime era of vehicles at that point, which, yeah, I, yeah, 100%. 100% the shit box. It's like a square body Chevy. Yeah, you got damn mm. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool size is the cool size. What about, uh, so why, um, like, why do you guys choose Jeep over like Ford or Toyota or like why you? Why are you in the Jeeps? Just ended up that way. Or? I just ended up that way. My first rig was a Jeep. I'm like, oh, he's kind of cool, I guess. But if I would have got <laughs> a Toyota, yeah, Makes sense. if I would have had a Toyota or a Chevy or something, I probably would have been in Toyotas or Chevys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just leasing more ideal out of being able to. What I call is I is I make something a Jeep is pretty much when you start putting Jeep parts on a on a full size rig. That's, you know, I mean, it, it turns in the same category for me, really. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we call it Jeepin' pretty much whenever <laughs> if you're out doing something cool like that. It's, it's just Jeepin'. But I think, you know, it's the originators. So I think there's, you know, definitely a lot behind that. And and I think that's even why it would steer me to, you know, the originating factors of that. Yeah. A little bit of heritage behind it. Mm-hmm. Keeping it real. Mm-hmm. 
Did you guys already explain like what got you into wheeling originally? Like what what was the origin story? Legos, 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 Legos. Building stuff, had stuff to together. mess people up for sure. Yeah, yeah, I was just like working on stuff. So yeah, creative mind, creative mind. Yeah, finding an outlet and uh, a little bit of a welding interest and uh, mechanic interest. You kind of off road or race cars, and I picked uh, off road. I think so. <laughs> Yeah. What were you thinking? Why? I don't know. It looked simpler. I get to actually go like race. It's not like I guess it is kind of a real race, but I get to go race oh. in like a month at the. Uh, you guys ever heard of the twenty four hour of lemons? The lemons race. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you had your car in here. Uh, That's my brother's car. Yeah. Swamp turkey. Swamp turkey. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I was trying to think of it. RX seven. Yeah. yeah, the old R. I don't. Mm. Even, I think it's a eighty something. I don't even know. Don't even. We we're like we have no idea what condition the motor's in. The transmission was just rebuilt because they it was destroyed <clears throat> but anyways i'm pretty excited about that i actually could do like some some like road racing in like a stock ish vehicle you know it's but, a road rotary engine rotary still? yep rotary. nice that's pretty so cool winding it super hot the whole time <laughs> yeah it's as high as it can go yeah well they lost uh third gear i i believe so you really got to wind it up and so they're going from like second to fourth and, <laughs> and so they'd be like in fourth and drop it in the second and, oh wow and then i think they they were uh, the one of the guys was like oh this thing can go up to like you know whatever rpms like thirteen thousand rpms like no big deal holy crap yeah i don't well i don't know it's it can i don't think it's supposed to stay at that level <laughs> and so, so uh the one i think my dad was actually driving it in like second gear and just revving like just keeping it in second instead of third so it's like super, it was just screaming. Oh, wow. I bet. But, I bet. No, that's your dad and your brother, right? Yeah, and uh, his my brother's friend Eric. Gotcha. Yeah. Where is that race at? At the Sonoma Raceway, which is like I think in Finian Raceway. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got to get into that, dude. I'm gonna. I, I'm pretty excited. Do we sponsor that? On Craigslist. No, we don't. Really rough stuff sticker. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna bring the Lincoln generators. And oh yeah, like, a, like one of the welders and stuff, and you're my, probably gonna need it. Well, my brother is like, you're gonna be famous out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. all right, this is the last big question, and yeah, I don't know how to else ask this. So, what's up with the Jeep Wave? Oh, the Jeep Wave. Do you do the Jeep Wave? Why? No, I can't, I can't get in. I can't, I can't get into wave. that. Do you just act like you don't see him, like you look the other way? I ignore him. <laughs> if, it, if it's a cool Jeep, like an old Jeep. Maybe I'll wave. Some old timer. <laughs> the G, the JK. I can't. I can't wave at JKs or anything. <laughs> yeah, anything newer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It's a Jeep thing. I know, but I, I can't get behind it. So is yeah. that like the Jeep duck? Like you're just pretend you're not seeing it. It's just yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Give <laughs> throwing it back. Um, I don't know because you kind of you kind of wave at other motorcyclists. Yeah, because you ride Harleys. Yeah, stuff. so oh, that. Yeah. That's a, that's a common thing, just you know, knowing people are around. So, but it's people are so much more snide in vehicles, <laughs> and there's so many of them. Um, it just it's it's not really the same for sure. I mean, there's there's catching someone's attention, you know, in like your older vehicle, and you see somebody, and you're just like, hey, yeah, that's that's sweet, you know. You you definitely have common interests. You like cool stuff too. Yeah, but then you see those same guys when you're not in your Jeep or something like that. If I have my old truck, and they're just the lamest people, and it, just, it starts steering you away from it. You just, uh, you're just like, ah. So I, when I had a bike, I I remember like it wasn't like this for everyone, but like it seemed like street bike guys would only wave the street bike guys, and then like Harley style bikes would only like wave the Harley style. Yeah, I, I got some friends that are that it. They don't wave to anybody because they they don't 
you know, they're, they're so damn cool. <laughs> but I mean, I'll wait, I'll wave to anybody. I don't care because not all my friends are cool enough to have Harleys. Maybe if that was the case, that, that'd be the scenario. But at this point, I'm just trying to get everybody I know to, you know, get out and do what I, what I try to do. Just, I don't have enough time to hang out with all my people. So whatever they can do to get out and have fun with us, that's, that's why I'm not too partial of anything anymore. So why it's just like super antisocial. I guess so. Yeah. Is, it, is, it, is it weird transitioning from like like your Jeep and then going into, into your Subaru and like all the Jeeps stop waving at you? You're like, uh, well, hey, why isn't this guy waving at me? No, anymore? I think I kind of tune it out. Yeah. I have noticed when I drive my Cherokee, Cherokees wave to other Cherokees. Oh, yeah. I thought it was only a Wrangler thing, to be honest with you, like yeah. CJ's. So, so did everyone in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know Cherokee people were waving at, at each other, but it's, it's a thing too. Mm. They, we just, got they, good, just, they discriminate. Good street cred. Yeah, though. there's like a factions when it comes to Jeeps, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> WJ guys? Oh, Some of those guys. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's <laughs> how deep how deep does that go, go actually? Does it go all the way? Just just like the to off road guys, right? You'd think, or like you think all the Jeep Liberty people are just like Ooh, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think Jeep Liberty. The Renegade? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I I, know. I think they wave. I bet they wave. The new, the new. They feel like they're going to wave. Definitely. Yeah, wave. yeah. Well, there's so many people that that have like, oh, my dad had a. Yeah, everyone's uncle has had a shop, so you know, and everyone's it's just kind of the same thing with the Jeep, you know. So it's like they they feel owed something. Everyone feels owed, like, oh, they didn't see me, huh? But they see him waving each other. Like, I deserve that. What too. if you own like a Liberty and like a Wrangler, and like you're in your Liberty Liberty and see other Wranglers, like, are you gonna wave? Uh, like where do you stop? Where, you will probably stop? stop waving because you don't feel worthy enough in your vehicle at that point. Back. Yeah, you'll be you'll be con- that, that, then you'll yeah you'll go straight back to thinking and the next thing you need to do with your Wrangler. You like oh well that's I just need to make that more worthy. So I have it here more. today. Yeah, like oh that's just on Fridays. What if your Jeep Liberty has like thirty fives on it? Do you get waves then? Uh, that's that's a that's a regular vehicle doing what you'd call Jeep stuff. Oh <laughs> yeah. So then, at that point, you know, you'd have to find someone with a rally in a vehicle who can respect Jeep stuff. Mm. Right on, guys. Well, that's all I got for this episode. Unless you got anything else, Zach? I don't. You guys got anything else? No, no, no. Appreciate the invite. Yep. It's yeah. Fun. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate the work you put in. And um, until next time. Right on. I don't think yes. Thank you. Rock and roll, everybody. Everybody stay safe.